0: May I speak to the glory of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A Syrophoenician woman, desperate to get help for her daughter. A woman, a foreign woman, so desperately worried about her daughter. It seems so familiar in some ways as people desperately try to flee Afghanistan, desperate to keep their children safe and well, desperate to give their children a reasonable life, rather than life in a bombed out uh, town which has been reduced to rubble, the town they've just fled. Not forever watching over your shoulder, not forever checking for bombs under cars, not even life in a refugee camp with hundreds or thousands of others. Looking for life without worries of being bombed, without worries of food availability. Looking for life where they can be useful members of a peaceful society. Life where the children can be educated and be prepared to play their part in society too. To put it another way, To have all the things we just take for granted so often apart from possibly food availability at the points when the boats don't come in of course but back to the gospel a Syrophoenician woman comes to Jesus desperate for Jesus to help her child in doing this she will have been only too aware what she was asking she was a Gentile and she was a woman. Women were seen as second-class citizens, and besides which Gentiles and Jews did not meet. The people of Israel would have felt she did not deserve Jesus' help. And in Matthew's account of this event, the disciples tried to get Jesus to send the woman away. Two things, though, are very clear to the woman her daughter is sick and Jesus she realizes is the only person who could help and so she is driven to keep going in spite of the opposition today Afghanistan refugees desperate to escape so many horrors face huge hardships and opposition continually facing danger facing suspicion facing governments trying to block them trying to send them back or forcing them into not particularly pleasant refugee camps looking on from afar it is so hard to even begin to imagine what life must be like to the extent that people are driven to such lengths leaving homes jobs friends wider family prized possessions selling everything they own in a desperate attempt to get enough money together to pay for help to travel but in the same time realizing that almost certainly they will be conned and cheated by others in trying to do this taking only what they can carry traveling for days weeks even on unsafe transport, in flimsy boats with not much in the way of lifeboats or life jackets, hoping against hope that, well, it might be okay. And it is so easy to draw parallels with those who were evacuated from Guernsey during the occupation. What must it be like for people to be driven to such lengths, to take such risks, for their families. In the gospel, Jesus speaks to the woman. And at first he's not particularly encouraging. The children need to be fed first and it's not fair to feed the children's food to the dogs. It's not fair to throw the children's food to the dogs. It's so confusing hearing this. Why is Jesus speaking in this way? Apparently using a racial slur against her. What's happened to love of neighbor? A colleague of mine pointed out that the word dog in today's gospel reading means literally little dog. It's the only time in the gospels where this particular Greek word is used by Jesus. And so it seems quite deliberate on Jesus' part to use this word rather than just dog. While Jews referred to Gentiles insultingly as dogs, here Jesus is using the phrase little dogs, meaning more a pet dog, something which has a home in the household. As many of us know only too well, pet dogs quickly become part of the household and non-blood members of the family. Yesterday I was chatting to a member of our community about my sister's slightly mad three Dalmatians. Okay, no, they're not slightly mad. They are completely bonkers. And how much they are most definitely part of the family. We can imagine a pet dog sitting under the table looking forward to food being dropped or encu- sitting near the person they know they can encourage to not even just drop food but take food off the plate and pass it on to the dog. Rather than being insulting them, it seems Jesus is giving the woman an opportunity, an opening. She accepts in her response that primarily Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, is for the people of Israel but points out that If even the family pet receives kindness and consideration, surely that must be something for her as well. Jesus agrees, and in Matthew's gospel, she is praised by by Jesus for her faith. She is sent away. The child is healed. The refugees fleeing Afghanistan, in some ways, are in a similar state. They're fleeing to places where they know they will be foreigners in the land, that they won't fit in, they won't be the same as everyone else. And they aren't looking for special treatment. They don't want any more than we would want in their place, don't want any more than Gurns would have received when they were evacuated to the UK during the occupation. The opportunity to live peaceful productive lives the opportunity for children to grow up safe and happy will they ever not miss their homes did anyone evacuated to the UK ever not miss Guernsey I wonder probably not no matter what happened in life that was still home that is still home Jesus healed the Syrophoenician woman's daughter reaching out and helping the foreigner in need. The words in the epistle ring true. Faith without works is dead. As followers of Jesus, the command is there. Love your neighbor. The parable of the Good Samaritan reminds us that the neighbor most definitely includes the foreigner no matter how despised they might be. What can, what must we do to help desperate refugees? The question is rightly being asked in the States, on social media and in our local community. What can we do? What should we do? And what must we do? The replies, as always, are so mixed. Some suggesting we should only worry about residents of Guernsey and no one else matters. Some suggesting that we should receive some refugees and help them here. Some unsure, somewhere between the two. But what can, what must we do to counter the distortions and lies trotted out sometimes in some parts of the media and society at large? What can, what must we do in prayer and in action to change the world towards a situation where there is no longer any need for people to flee homes in such a way because of poverty or violence or discrimination? The little dogs can eat the scraps. The Syrophoenician woman was happy To be counted as a little dog metaphorically speaking not part of the people of Israel but loved cared for and included the prayer of humble access sometimes said before we receive communion reflects this gospel reading we are not worthy even to eat the crumbs from under your table we recognize we have less rights than little dogs to eat at God's feet. But here we are anyway, because Jesus came for everyone, not just the people of Israel, because God does not distinguish by race or by nationality, nor by gender or sexuality or age or anything else come to that. God does not want anyone to stay excluded or waiting under the table. Instead of being fed scraps, we are invited to feast at the table, invited to sit and eat with Jesus at the Eucharist, fed by Jesus himself. As followers of Jesus, we are challenged to go out. We are challenged to break down walls. We are challenged to welcome people in Christ's name reaching out to those who come to us for help in the same way that Jesus has welcomed us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.